smart guy, Schwartz and Walshine. Charles, how you doing this morning? Happy as a clam at low tide, because we wake up with Jay Oliver on 103.9 FM LI News Radio. Hey, Charlie, what time is it? It's that time of the month. Walshine and Schwartz. The smart guys, 103.9 FM. Uh, indeed, uh, my uh, two compadres, Mr. Charles Walshine, WalshineLegal.com, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, the great uh, Stevie Schwartz, uh, Stevie uh, yeah, Green, everybody, or Stevie Everybody Green.com. <laughs> I never know. I never know the site. He'll correct me. But you know, we, what we try and do is solve uh, some problems here, and a little common sense, just this little smidge. <laughs> little smidge of intuition uh, in order to make uh, make some sense here of today's uh, issues. We try and insert that into conversation. Uh, we say a very good morning to Charles and a very good morning to Mr. Schwartz. Stephen, how are you? StevieGreenEverybody.com. There you go, Jay. Starting it off with a right, smidge. Mic, uh, Let me give you a smidge. Jay, get his mic rolling here. A smidge. You got to get his mic going. What? Go yeah, okay. I needed a smidge. StevieGreenEverybody.com. There it is. Just a smidge, Jay. That's all we look at. It look for you for today. It's just a smidge. But here's a guy that's going to give you the whole Monte today. A guy that came ready to play ball today. The one, the only. Charles, how you doing this morning? Happy as a clam at low tide. Ta-da, da, 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 da. And by the way, uh, can I just uh, say one thing here, Steve, before you proceed? I just want to see. It was so great seeing Charles in the green room there, uh, face to face. I like to say, uh, great seeing you, Charles. Well, thank you, there, buddy boy. How are you, man? Good. Let's uh, see if we could fix Walshine's mic too. What's going on with you, Bela? Uh, today, you Jake, see what, you know Jake, what's wrong? J- Jake has started the weekend already here. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, we'll fix it. A little bit, a little bit of reverb, but uh, we. I think we got it going. Go ahead. Try it now. Test testing one two three better. Yeah, a little better. Outstanding. There you go. Yeah, there's something there's something really weird here. I feel like like you know like when you're in the back cave and you're in the wrong uh, back cave. You're like in the bad guy's back cave here today. I feel kind of like that. Like I'm sitting there. Is that penguin over there or is that Joker? Penguin. Right, walking through the <laughs> walking right through MacArthur Airport here. Listen, we got a lot to cover today. You know, we've got um, Charles Walshine um, went to Albany. It's a day that he will never forget. And I have spent 40 years in Albany from time to time. So we have so much. We're going to put you. We're going to put the audience, you know, right in the hallway of our state, our our state capital. State capital. And we are going to put you there, and it's going to be fantastic because Charlie has a story to tell about Albany like no other because I lived it, so I know it. And then of course you've got uh, you know all the crap that's going on at the border. And all the stuff that's going on in New York City, you know, uh, you know, Jake Beeler was in uh, Mexico, Cancun, and we were talking about how dangerous it is. But you know what? Just being on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan is is, is a challenge on, on a good day. So, you know, it two is. Of it, my, uh, Stevie, two of my favorite topics, as you know, uh, Albany and uh, and New York City. Right. Right. You know, two of my favorite topics these days. 
Well, you know, Jay, I mean, uh, the third one is going to be, you know, y your boy Trump, who, um, who's coming out with these beautiful gold sneakers that I, I that made my, made my birthday, you know, you know, people's birthdays are going to be, sneaker guy, like I, I love a great sneaker. And now you're going to have the gold sneaker, the gold Trump sneaker with the, uh, with the flag on it. I know exactly what I'm getting you for your birthday and, uh, you got a big birthday coming up. So you know what? Uh, I know it's in September, October. Um, we're getting. Are you saying we're getting Jay sneakers? For, we're we're for buying. His yes, Trump sneakers. Trump sneakers. Yeah, I think he looked better in high heels, Labutans. I think with the you know the red bottoms. I think he. I think he would prefer high you, heels. You think so? Yeah, four inch spikes. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, he's gonna he's gonna look good walking walking around all over the world in get, those trumps, though. Can we please get to Albany, please? Let's get to. I want to go to Albany. Trump sneakers are four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred. Which, by the way, in in terms of like expensive sneakers, that's like he, that's like lightweight stuff. You yeah, want to get into oh Ferragamo sneakers are eight nine hundred. Oh my goodness! And right. if you want to buy the classic uh, the classic Jordans, they're like two thousand three thousand. The old, the old school, the old school Jordans that are still available, new in box, three thousand bucks. You know, I, I remember when a pair of Pumas, you know, Pumas used to be the hot sneaker. The Clydes, the Puma Clydes. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep, well, Frazier's. Charles, what were they? Thirty, thirty bucks. Forty bucks, and that was expensive because the uh, the Chuck Taylors were twelve, and you'd beg your mother, Mom, come on, everybody, everybody's got the Pumas. I want the Pumas. She goes, you'll you'll take the Chuck Taylors and like them. Exactly. The twelve dollar high tops. Bayside, growing up in Bayside, Queens, we used to go to Tannenbaum's. That's where I got all my. We went to Spiegel's. Spiegel's yeah. in Sheepshead Bay. Spiegel's, Sheepshead Bay Road. Me buy. Always wanted to buy a pair of blue. Pumas, you never let me buy them. They were too expensive. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, my first pair was a green a green pair of Clydes. Green Clydes. And I paid 25 bucks for them. I remember yeah. that like yesterday. Good old Spiegel's. I had to settle for the PF I got the black ones with the white stripes. Oh, let me tell you something. Oh, you were BJ, BJ Flyers? Those are the Jeeps. Wow. Those are rejects. How do you, hey, I wouldn't even leave the house with, 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 with PF Flyers on my feet. You get rocks Boy, thrown you at know, you. The other hot thing, remember the Loop Rocks? Thing? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And I also remember, you know, like, like, like how quickly the sneaker business really did change. You know, when you really think about it, how bad were those for your ankles and, 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 and your feet just walking around? I mean, that stuff, think about what, what $25 was getting you back then. Get your broken back. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was a lot going on there. Dr. Ron Sinagra could have had a, a field day back, back in the day on those. Back in the day. We used to play stickball, right? So we used to go to the school and play the stickball, and I used to run the sneakers all the time because, you know, when you pitch on the concrete, you know, you put a hole in your toe, you yeah. know? So yep. th that was always the case with me. Well, you've always been like our Rudy. You never give up. And nothing, there's something about you. You know what? You are just the man when you don't it comes quit, to sports. You're five foot nothing and, uh, and with no athletic ability. <laughs> and, and you truly are a, a, a Rudy because you're a winner. Jay Oliver's a winner. Speaking of winners, I think we got some breaking news happening here. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. There is some breaking news coming on in here. Be careful. And Be careful. wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. Breaking news. And we're going to go straight to, I, I believe, Fox, Fox. We're outside the Fox studio. We've got Hanky McCranky right me. outside the Stop. Fox studio. Stop. Here we go. Hello? Hello, Steve. Is that you, Steve? 
I'm outside the Fox studio. And there's like, I think all, all of Jay's listeners are out here. They're carrying signs. There's, I think, eight, eight or nine of them. Wait, no, no, no. That's seven because there's two homeless people. They say, feed me. But everybody else has got, has got signs saying, hire Oliver. Hire, hire and I, I, I hear, wait a second. Hold on. I hear, I hear a lot of people <laughs> screaming and yelling. I hear a lot of people yelling and screaming. I can't really make it out. What are they saying? They're yelling Ali. Ali. Is it Muhammad Ali? No, Ali, like Oliver. I think it's Oliver. Uh, is it Oliver? No, I can't make it out. Hold they, on. Oh, wait, wait a second. Hold on. They, I, they're, trying, they're trying to get him on the couch with, with Jimmy Fallon. Is that what's going on out there? Yes, that they're protesting. He needs his own show. Hold on, I got, I got a. Hold on, this makes sense because I got an article <laughs> in the Stony Brook Gazette, which was written by the student body of 103.9 FM, and it says in the in the article that there's a radio DJ, a great entrepreneur, the best in the industry. He wouldn't quit. He wouldn't quit. He was on at four, two to four in the morning every day, and he, he just wouldn't quit. And then one day he comes up and he says, I said to him, Coach, Coach, put me, take, let Oliver take my spot in the morning. Wow. Let take wow. my spot. And then, and then Hanky McCranky came in and said, take my spot. Right. And then Tex Antoine said, give him my spot. Tex Antoine? Tex Antoine. And Chi Chi Rodriguez said, give him my spot. Tex Antoine? Tex Antoine, gave him my spot. Yeah, he's in jail, Tex Antoine. He went to jail many years back. Yeah, not a good guy. Uh, but you know what? Chi Chi Rodriguez. It's unbelievable. The whole, According to the to the article, they are, they are pleading for Jimmy Fallon to, 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 to let, let the great Jay Oliver have his moment. He's earned his moment. He has played hard. It is his time. I don't want it. Hanky, what do you, what do you got? I don't hold on. Hold, wait, wait, wait. We're getting a phone call. We're getting a phone call. Call's coming in. It's a 917 area code. Ah, get Jay, this is someone near and dear to your heart. Hold on. Hold oh on. Oh, my God. Hold on. Get him throw. Pick it up. Hello? Hello? Who's this? This is Charlie. It's Charlie and Steve with Jay. You have just... This is this is his agent Goldfart. What are you calling me so early in the morning for? Because because you're interrupting my breakfast. Hey, hey, Goldfinger, great you to see you, man. Uh, what are you What are you actually <laughs> having for breakfast? I'm having warm sheep's milk and five donuts. And oh, and for the protein, I have a boiled egg. Wow! Listen, we need you to. We need your help. We got to get uh, Oliver to higher ground. We've got a protest going on right now as we're speaking, right in front of Fox Studios, and it's Jay has always said the loveliest things about his agent. If there's one person he can count on, it's his gold finger. Who's Jay? Who? Jay? Who? Jay Oliver. 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 Hold on, you know what, Jay? Anything to say with this amazing? Yeah, we got amazing. a lot. You got a lot of people behind you. Got a lot of people behind you, Jay. Got a lot of people behind you. This is starting to from, get from what we hear. Yeah. What we hear. Can I say something? Yes, you please. Guys have it all wrong. They're chanting. I hear the Ollies chant, but you know they're they're chanting for the new basketball coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Ollie. You guys have got it wrong. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. oh. That's what it is. 
It's not you? No. Oh, my God. All right, listen, we got 48 more minutes of this stuff. Um, uh, we got a plea. We got the 10 best reasons of why Oliver should be on a thing. So we've got guests. As a matter of fact, they're coming in from the airport. We're going to have people coming in from all over the place with signs. I'm sitting right here in the studio, the beautiful studio in MacArthur Airport, and everybody wants a piece of our own Jay Oliver. It's a beautiful thing. Jay? Thank you very much. All right. We have a special uh, weather report for you um, because I know that you want to break up the monotony over here a little bit. Um, you're not going to believe it, but we have uh, um, the governor of, of, of Florida, Tallahassee, the great DeSantis, with the weather. Hello, Jay. How are you? Who's what? this? This is Governor Ron DeSantis. I'm, I'm now doing the weather because I can't be governor anymore, and I'm not going to be president or vice president. I think Trump hates me, and then what the other guy really, really hates me. So That's I'm not going to be so president. You want to do the weather with Go me? Governor, you sound like a combination of Asa Hutchinson and Mike Huckabee. Uh, I, I, you're in the wrong state. Can, can we do the weather together, Jay? Ask, sure me, what, ask me what the weather is in Tallahassee. You sure you're not in Arkansas? Okay, now I'm positive. I'm very positive. I'm in the state of Florida. Can you want to do the weather? Let's do the weather. All right, good. do the weather. Go ahead. Okay, today, 82 and sunny. Tomorrow, 82 and sunny. <laughs> Sunday, 82 and sunny. Monday, 83 and sunny with a change of a thunderstorm. And that, 82 and sunny. Monday, 82 and sunny. That's the five-day forecast. Thank you very much. Can you do a 10-day? Ten, ten maybe. maybe 80. All right, Wednesday, 82 yeah. and sunny. You know what? The governor will get we get the picture here. We get the picture. We get. The Thank you very much. I, I like to do. I like to do the weather. I'm also going to do some sports. I want to do some. I want to do some sports. We have the Miami Dolphins, and we have the the Miami Heat. Who else is down there? We got the Jacksonville. They have a football team. I think. You know what, That's Governor? Sad. I got a question for you for your beloved Dolphins. Can I ask you a question, Governor? Oh yeah, go ahead, please. Governor, uh, the quarterback of the Dolphins. Uh, I forget his name. Do you know his name, sir? Hoopa Tupa Lupa. There you go. Okay. Hoopa Juba. Yeah. I was just wondering if he's going to sign a long term deal. I forget well, his name, though, Governor. Can you tell me his name? It's uh, it's Tupa Hoopa Juba. Yes, that's, uh, he's very good. I don't think this. Uh, I don't think he's going to be here very long because I think he's going to go to like San Diego or someplace like that because he likes the nice weather. He doesn't like the cold weather at all. So he wants to be in a warm place. And, and San Diego, I think, is the next place he He's going to go. I don't think it's really for him that here. He gets hit a lot. We don't have a very good line. It's a, He's very upset. He's, so he's going to go, and uh, maybe I don't know what you call long term. I think if we get another year out of him or something, maybe two, but that's it. That's really it. <laughs> okay. 82 and sunny. Thank you for the update on the sports. Hold on. Two, it's funny because Tua is here to do the weather with DeSantis. It's amazing. The two of them. Would you like to know? <laughs> 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 All right. Seventy-three and sunny. All right, let's get back. Let's get seventy-three and sunny in San Diego. Let's get back to Fox headquarters. All right, uh, Hanky, you still there? Hanky, if you're there, Hanky, Hanky, listen to me. Just be safe. Just be safe, Hanky McCranky. Just be safe. Promise me. And remember, Hanky McCranky, you have carte blanche. You have let's carte blanche. Let's be, let's be okay. Let's be all right. It's all good. It's all you, good. Schwartz, you do not. I appreciate wanna, all the people that came out and chanted Kevin Ollie's you name. Don't, you don't want to upset Jay again like last, like last no. month because no. he's going to have a conniption. He won't talk to it.
Let's go back and do the weather again. No, right. no. Let's, <laughs> let, let, what I want to do is find out about what ha what's happening in Albany. Uh, okay. Oh, you want to hear Albany? Yes, okay. that's a good one. All right, so I don't talk about it much, but I'm going to talk about it today. There's a, a, a lot happening. There's a lot of, a lot of shake-up in, um, in the world of mortgage, for, you know, residential mortgage for, uh, foreclosure defense. They changed a lot of laws recently. Now, could you let me just stop you there because this is important stuff. This is important of, stuff of what you do. Tell the folks a little bit about seriously. Get on the serious track for once. Yes, and t uh, tell the folks, okay. you know, the knowledge and everything else. Your background. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh, look, people don't understand. Like you know, they refer to the the guy or the entity that they pay every month with their mortgage. They think it's a bank. It's not a bank. It's a loan servicing agent, and they get away with murder because. They're really accountable to no one, and the courts have been uh, have responded very well, and the yep. legislature has even responded better to this crisis we had in 2008, and we're just after 15 years really getting traction in Albany and in the federal government, making uh, giving consumer protections to people who pay mortgages. It's not a simple bre breach of contract case anymore, but there's still a lot of judges around who believe that it's a simple contract, you know, breach of contract case, which it is not. There's, you really got to hand it to, uh, to the governor, and you have to hand it to uh, bipartisan Republicans and Democrats in Albany that have really, really changed laws to protect consumers. Now, if there's anything that, that's near and dear to all of us, it's our health, and it's the roof over our heads. Now, as far as keeping roofs over, a roof over our heads and being able to have some sort of equity and have some sort of legal redress, well, I got to tell you, the, the, laws, the, the laws and the way they're enforced is very, very important. So there's a few little tweaks that we need to, that, that I think we need, and I know this because this is pretty much all I do, is defend people who are in foreclosure. Right. So they've written some great laws and we need to just tweak them a little bit. So I hired a lobbyist. Not a, a tremendous expense, but it costs money to go and act, to get me into the right into the right places with the right people and the right committees, and to you know to get up there during the session and to say this is something and I've written position papers and I you have to hand them around. So I went up to Albany two weeks ago to walk the halls and see the assembly, assembly men and women and the, and the state senators to whom I think. Well, actually, the, the lobbyists told me we were important to get to. So, so I get up there. It's a Monday and Tuesday. I'm up there, and I'm waiting, and I'm and I'm walking the halls, and they're in session, and I'm going around to the to the different to the different offices. And I have my papers and my envelopes and my badge, and the place is packed. And I've never seen. And this is really this is how laws are made. And the place is packed. There's like they, people are coming in by the busload. They have T-shirts. They have signs. These are these are people who reek of cigarettes. These are people like it, it, it's. I can't even begin. To, I can't even begin to tell you what a show this is. And I, first of all, I can't even believe that I took two two days off to do this. So now I'm walking. I'm knocking on doors with my lobbyist. And let me explain to you what a lobbyist is. In in terms of organisms that live on the on the on the on planet Earth, you have high forms of organisms like butterflies and people and you know like and cats and puppies and these are these, these are things that give us pleasure and then at the other end of the spectrum you have the evil the evil organisms right you have like i would say the worst one is probably the aids virus right and then you have like a deer tick that carries lyme disease then you have like a, a flea that carries bubonic plague and somewhere in between the flea and the tick is a lobbyist 
<laughs> and it's sometimes some of the lobbyists are somewhere between the AIDS virus and the tick. But I didn't have one of those. Mine was probably somewhere above the tick and, and, just, be and just below a poisonous snake. So, so they're taking me around and they, they're telling me, oh, you, you're going to see this guy and you're going to see this senator and you're going to see this assembly person and they're really there into housing. And when you go to their office, they let you in and who, who greets you? Some 19-year-old kid in an oversized shirt wearing his father's tie from 1975. <laughs> and you start, and, and, and the lobbyist introduces you to this person who's like a, an intern from the college. And they don't understand a word you're saying. They're just looking at you with glazed eyes. Now keep in mind, I take two days off and I get to get up to Albany. And I'm walking around, I paid money for this. And I look at my lobbyist at the end of the day, and I said, what the hell did you do to me? I said, I am finished with this crap. Oh, this is the way it is. This is the way government works and blah. You know, she's trying to soak me for another $10,000, right? Mm. And I'm like, this is not happening. This is not happening. I am never, ever, ever going back there again. Now, keep in mind, like, I'm the guy to do this because I probably have, I don't know, 100 reversals at the appellate division having to do with, you know, defending people's homes. I litigate, I'm probably litigating three, 400 cases, you know, simultaneously. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I do, and I'm pretty successful at it. But this, never doing this again. If this is how laws are made, I'd rather I'd rather live on the moon. Not happening. Well, you know. For sure. And by the way, Schwartzy, I, I I told Schwartzy the story as I was there. I called him that night. I said, you know, because he's he's been up there. He's been lobbying for you know for business, for, you know, with his family for 40 years. And I said, did you actually go through this? So please, Stephen, share with share with everybody what you shared with me. We're one vote short. Oh Sorry, God. we're gonna. The assembly came up one one vote, vote short. It seems like every year one, one vote. vote. Oh my God! We couldn't swim. Yes, we, we could just. We, couldn't we swim. tried everything. Tell them about, tell them about but, Queens oh, Boulevard. But, tell yeah, them about Queens I'm Boulevard. Going to, I'm going to. But 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 my my uh, my dad was the king of Albany because he knew what not to get involved with, and he was. He was on the good side of this. So what would happen was he would come up with his, all his uh, you know, committee members and they would all go up for different things and this and that. And then Lenny would go on his own. Lenny was the king of Albany. He had the governor. He had the house speaker. He had, yeah. he had it all lined up. But one time, one time, he did not have it lined up. And if... It, you know, there were no cameras back then. There was no social media, because I no never, cell phones, no cell phones, no, no cell phone no cameras, nothing, no nothing. You know, this is like right out of like the 1940 movies where someone goes right on through to the office. Yeah, Mr. Smith goes it, to Washington. It, exactly, and goes right, 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 right. Oh, he's in a meeting. There is no meeting. <laughs> Not when it came to Lenny. But these. But you know what? I learned. I learned how the rest of the world lived. So I saw it from one side, and then I got to see it from the other side. So as I was doing things in business and stuff that required the help of our state uh, capital, um, yeah. I realized that I have to, that the world has changed and that I have to come up with my own formula to be successful. And I'm a little bit different than Charlie, I think a little bit out of the box in, in Schwartz world. And the way Schwartz world works is see the problem and don't accept the problem and find a new solution, even though it's going to be way out of the box, and you're going to either be the goat or the hero, regardless of Talk, how you do it. Schwartz, you gave At the, the end of the day, 
there was there was there was there was Queens Boulevard. And this had, was not what you were lobbying about, but this is no, an example. No, but this is an example of exactly the players of, Sheldon of, Silver of of exactly of exactly what 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 is wrong with Albany? What is wrong with Albany is, is that what happens to the honest, hardworking, middle class guy that's trying to run a business in the city in the city of New York. He has to go up to Albany and Albany craps all over him with the intern and with everybody else and then he gets suckered into having to give more money to something that has no end to it. Schwartz, can I well, listen, Albany has changed. I mean, Albany isn't, a, isn't what it was. Uh, Albany's changed over the last decade. I mean, look look, look where we have gone, my goodness. Look where we've gone over the last couple of years. Listen, I, I personally think, I can't, I can't say too much bad because Albany's done a great job for, for, for uh, uh, the citizens of the state in terms of being protected with, with mortgage foreclosure laws. But, boy, let me tell you something. Trying to navigate the system to talk to anybody that can make a law, you've got to go through nine layers of crap. And, by the way, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a bill sponsored to change, to add one word to an existing law. And I can't, ugh, this is never, this is just not, it's just not happening. It's just not happening. And the, the, you, why I have to talk to a lobbyist? Why can't just knock on a door and someone get someone who's actually in, in control? Charlie, Charlie, one second, one second. The, I got to go back to this Queens Boulevard because you, you cut me off on that. And it goes into exactly what you're saying right now. Is that this is the most obvious bill ever. There was hundreds and I mean hundreds of people that have died on Queens Boulevard or North. Well, getting Street, run over, getting run over in the seventies, eighties, nineties, and I was because, because being it was solicited to give money to the to the uh, to the Queens Chamber to all these organizations that were going to go up there and we got to get the laws fixed, we got to get more speed bumps. We got, it was the most obvious traffic thing control ever. So people ever. didn't get killed crossing the street on a on a on a three lane each way road that cuts through Queens for people that don't understand that don't know, that don't know exactly. what we're talking about, and it was the most dangerous place. And a lot of old people live 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 in Queens, and people who don't have cars, people that are just basically people with wheelchairs and walkers, and people and cars would come through there at 60, 70 miles an hour on a city street and kill them and plow there, them. There down. was like there's probably fifteen to twenty people killed every year, and 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 countless right. other car accidents, yep. and just and just simple traffic control, Can and you? and they soaked us. The yep. the the state legislatures wouldn't put a bill for stupid. Traffic control. This is a no-brainer. Oh, we came up one vote short. Now, who is the guy that would vote against traffic control? No, because it's a setup. Because the legislators talk to the lobbyists, the lobbyists talk to you, and they say this is something you want. It's like they extort, they extort us for this. And it didn't really well, happen with the mortgages. No, I'll tell you why. Because they're fighting banks with trillions of dollars. And they really are doing the right thing here. But just to try to navigate, just to get into the building and to actually talk to somebody with some authority, it's just like, oh my God, you're talking to a something, you're talking to either a poisonous snake or, or a deer tick. You know, it's, and it's like, what are, what are we doing here? Listen, there's so many layers, there's so many layers to getting to victory. It's, it, it, you know, you have to get through the, you got to get through First of all, you gotta get through the janitor just to get in the door, and then you work your way through that, and you navigate. Oh, they make you, Then they make you, you talk to the janitor. And then it, right. You gotta talk. Right. You gotta take them out to lunch. Exactly. Right. And everything is is built on money and perks. Okay, money and perks is the is the thing. And by the way, Charlie is underestimating, undersaying what lobbyists are. Lobbyists are the scourge, the scourge, the lowest form of scourge. 
between you and Victor. A deer tick. Yeah. Somewhere between the deer tick and the AIDS virus. That's a lobbyist. Yeah. Well, you know, here's, here's the bottom line, guys. And this has been going on a long time. You know, you look at uh, those who have been habit, even those who live in co-ops and condos. Uh, Charlie, you know, there's better than anyone. You know, the fees involved, board fees, you know, they've surged, what, uh, faster, three or four times faster than the rate of inflation. You know, uh, tougher rules, inspections, insurance premiums. You, you got these uh, preparations for this uh, for this ridiculous uh, strict new climate law now uh, that are really just adding a lot of dollars, hundreds, thousands to monthly bills. Well, you know, I mean, that's I mean, the whole industry. I want to uh, mention as far as home ownership, rents, co-ops. I want to mention it's just off the charts. I, w- I want to mention, and by the way, housing is a huge is a is a is a huge problem in the state because if you want to employ people like in a business, they have to have a place to live. Yeah. Not yet. Not everybody like you know your school teachers, right? Why do school teachers have to make one hundred and thirty, hundred forty thousand dollars? Because the house that they live in, which is any within ten miles of or fifteen miles of where they work, costs six seven hundred thousand dollars on Long Island. That's why. Housing is a Listen. huge problem. You have to keep people, you have to give people affordable housing. You do. And, and this state, by the way, let me say something. If you want to talk, if anybody wants to get, get involved, you talk to, you talk to guys like Chuck Levine. You talk to uh, 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 Brian Kavanaugh. He's, uh, he's in Queens, I think he's Queens in Manhattan. You talk to Helene Weinstein. These are, the head, these are very, very powerful people. These are heads of committees. And they're in the they're in the they're in the assembly they're in the senate and let me tell you something you you get a hold of them they'll listen to you but to get a hold of them it's like holy cow it's it, it you think you think you're trying to talk to the pope and it's not their fault it's all the crap that you got to go through in between it's like it's, so, it, it's like you need the key to the kingdom so so can you imagine you know if if i could take you back a little bit you know in the old days that this is my whole point in the old days there was a way to victory it really was it was called personal relationships without without the uh without the lobbyist okay could you imagine the, the years that shelly silver and dean skillos were in you couldn't get anything done. It was like well, they had a racket. They, and not only that, they they played like they were adversaries or they were against each they other. They were together. They were together. They they looked at everybody and said, anybody building in a bill is going to have to go through at least uh, at least uh, uh, four years. Okay, four, four, four years, years before four years and a quarter million dollars in lobbying fees. It, exactly, because remember, the whole thing is all about fundraisers and it's all about contributing and contributing and contributing. And then the big vote comes. We got it done. Uh, we got it oh, done. Dead, Congratulations. One vote short. We, no, we got it through the assembly, but then no, you have to go through fit. the Senate. One vote short uh, in the Senate. So one short sure of the Senate. You're uh, back to square next A. Next year, another it, quarter million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one more vote. I mean, is, uh, that, is so this sorry. an unbelievable thing? So when you really think about the way things were done during my dad's time, then during even my time, I had it a little bit good. But when these guys really figured out what the game is that they could all combine to play, it was Awful. And your guy, and, and by the way, awful. your your assembly, get anything done. your assemblyman, your assemblyman, or your state senator, or your assemblywoman, um, they may be the greatest person in the world, but unless they're the leader, well, 
then so, you're not you're not getting anything done because it's got to go it's got to go to the head of the committee and then it's got to get on the floor and then it's going to get voted in the lower house or it's got to be a senate bill and if, if you can get a same as introduction you it's it, it's like you've recreated the universe you know, you're like god do you know jay one second do you know do you, jay one second do you know how queens boulevard actually got done it got done through a, a, a someone a, there was a humongous accident a tragic accident on queens boulevard four to six people i think died and then the governor had to come in himself. The governor did it himself. And, 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 and had an emergency. He said uh, enough of the crap. Emergency, emergency uh, uh, bill, bill. And this was a no-brainer. I mean, there's a lot of that well, stuff where... unfortunately, guys, it, what it comes down to is common sense, right? Common yeah, sense never prevails anymore. Albany has seen such a steep decline in that regard. I mean, listen, one-party rule is just killing it. And that's what it is. It doesn't well, matter. It's been like that. It doesn't matter. Sometime. It doesn't but matter. It's, it's all one party. You can have Republicans and Democrats. Everybody's 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 soaking everybody else. It's not like there's good guys and bad guys. This is not ideology. This is about uh, getting people across the street. That's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. No, I understand That's, that, but there 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 is no common sense. Anyway. Oh no! There's plenty of common sense. You can you could soak you you could soak uh, neighborhood groups. These are neighborhood groups. These are not. This is not uh, companies that sell food and. Jay, and this fuel. is over fifty years of this. This 50 is fifty years. If you weren't on the good side, what Charlie is describing was happening fifty years ago. You were meeting with the janitor. You were meeting with you were meeting with with it was a fixed game. It has to stop. Republican, Democrat. It's not a one party or a two party. This is a system that the that the that the lobbyists are are actually the ones. They're the full guys. They're the in between guys. They're the guys that really would be a lot easier for us. They're as, brokering access. They're brokering access to the exactly. But they're not only brokering access. It's like and by the time you get access, you just get soaked. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to say it again. This has not happened. Yeah. This has not happened with with the housing laws. Because let me tell you something. They under, they understand that nobody wins. If the more people you have in the street, the more people that, that that lose their homes, the more qualified people that can't afford to live in the state anymore. That hurts every business. You know, New well, York. You know what? It, you could thank thank a couple of people for that, Charlie. Thank a couple of people for that. Look at the interest rates. It's unaffordable right now. It's unaffordable. I mean, well, why do we have such high interest rates? Well, I mean, I you, know, you know where this I is. I know why, but it's not why you think. It's a derivative of what we are going through on the national scale at this point in time. Well, you know, hey, Bidenomics is really working out there. It's, really working. It, Jay, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. It's this interest rates have never been a president's fault, ever. Ever. And by the way, they go up and down, you'll see. Really? They, well, Jay, they were at zero. Where were you going from zero? Let me ask you a question. Where were the interest rates before Joe Biden took office? Zero. What number? Zero. What number? Zero. Where, where, where were they? Zero. That's where they were. They were at zero. Where were they June 3rd, two and a half years ago? Two percent? Two percent? Did we go to one and a half percent? Point one? Nine point one? That, the prime rate right now is six percent. That's not that bad, Charlie. The point is, it's a mortgage rate. The pal. point is, it's because the rates are astronomical. Still, Jay, I'm not going to get into like policy, you know, in, in, into fiscal policy saying. and why rates go up what and down. What you're talking about is a derivative of what's going on in the national scale. Well, you happen to be talking to a person like who's a little bit of an expert, and I can tell you, it's it's got. You don't have to be an expert when it comes to housing and everything. Yeah, else. you sort of do. You have to be an expert. 
as far as dealing with what the population is dealing with right now. And that is these rates have contributed to immense, immense tensions in society. The, pre- the president cannot lower rates. The Congress cannot lower rates. It but is, he can't is, control, Charlie, he can't control his spending. And it's got nothing to do with spending. We print money. The United States prints money for the entire world. We don't print money for ourselves. Every every country in the world uses the the American dollar as its currency. You think it's the the euro is second, and the euro is completely tied to, to the American dollar. It may fluctuate a little bit, but this is not like this is not free floating currencies anymore, one against another. It's not the way it works. It hasn't worked that way since I don't know since ni- the nineteen seventies. United States runs the world because everybody has, you want to trade with anything, you want to put money in a bank, you have to, you have to uh, uh, conform to Basel III and Dodd-Frank. And if you're not on board with Dodd-Frank, all the rules, it's, then then you're not, you can't put money or take money or borrow money from a bank. Period. End of story. That's just the way it is. So either you're playing by these rules or you're not. And when we, and you think that like, our nuclear, our nuclear uh, bombers and our missiles and our navy and our army and all the other stuff that we have is our, is our real weapon. Our we- that's not our weapon. Is when we when we lock you out of of American banking. That's when you're screwed. You're done. And all all the things you're seeing with Russia right now and Iran, that's all OFAC. You know what? That's the branch of the Treasury. It's the Office of Foreign Asset Control, which is sanctions. And unless you know about like, and this is really complicated. I read books about this. This is because like this is sort of like my hobby to learn. I'm like a, a little bit of a nerd when it comes to this stuff. But this is like this is real stuff. You want to talk about being able to close a country down and starve a country into? You don't do it with nuclear weapons. You do it with by saying you can't have any dollars. That's how you. That's how you ruin people. And that's how we're going after Iran. That's how we're going after Russia. We're doing it to China. We're, it's how we did it to the Middle East. That's how we brought the Saudis into our, into our fold. You know, there's a whole other story to that because there's a, there, there's a whole, you know, you, you read a lot of books. But you know what? In the real world, okay, uh, I, Iran and Russia have found a way, okay, regardless of what you're reading, uh, to uh, uh, circumvent the system and, and, and really... Uh, they haven't missed a beat when it comes to uh, these sanctions. They've missed plenty and, of beats. Well, let me tell you something. Look at those. Uh, look at all the uh, millions and millions of dollars. Millions and millions of dollars. Billions. That, that, billions, right? And, and look at the money that, that to build those tunnels in, in, that, that they gave Hamas. Look, look, look Listen, at those. Look at those beautiful tunnels that they that Listen, they that, that, that they built. Iran. And you know what? They are just found a way to circumvent our sanctions. Well, you bring up sanctions. We haven't been tough enough on sanctions. We haven't been tough enough. And that's why Iran is doing what it's doing right now. Um, They they have funded the way of Hamas to build those. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. And by the way, that's the only leverage they have. And from what I understand from people really on the inside is that our sanctions against Iran, I don't, I mean, could get a little tougher, but not much. And if you want to know how and this is what they say. They said, there's really not much else we could do without, without actually hurting our allies. And that's the story. Because there's, there's ripple effects to everything, Jay. You can't no, just say, we're we going to... No, no, Charlie, we haven't done enough. Come on. Every time, Jay, come on, please. Iran. Every time one of their big guys leaves their country, literally steps over the border, we put a missile up his ass. We kill him. You can't get worse than that. 
That's about as bad as it gets. Somebody leaves the country, one of their big guys leaves the country, we kill them. We kill them. Trump did it. Biden does it. Does it. Uh, Obama did it. Carter did it. Nixon did it. Every time you want, every time you want to really hurt somebody, you get. We send the CIA after them. We put it. We get, now we have drones. We don't even need people trying to kill them. You kill them remotely from some from some base in the vet, in the desert in Nevada, with some pilotless plane, flying over their country. That's how it's done now. And I don't see, it, it doesn't get worse than that. So you think, and by the way, if you really want to know about this stuff, instead of just like having an emotional reaction, which by the way, it's a very emotional issue. It's like, why, why, why? It's because every time you tighten up the sanctions, it hurts one of our allies that we, well, need, that we need something from. That's called diplomacy. Uh, listen, no, I'm we, just telling you, that's the way we, it is. Well, okay, but I'm I wish, you, I wish we, it could be better. I wish we could say, we, we, we just turn off the gone. tap. And we, say, we, no more money for you, but you hurt an but, entire population, Charlie, and you also hurt our allies. Charlie, and these are things you and I will never know about. You could never point to it. We haven't done enough. We have not done enough. It's the long game, Jay. As far it's as the Iran long game. I mean, listen. You and I are both frustrated. Hang on a second. The, you and I are both frustrated the with the results. attack on the American troops in Jordan. I mean, we haven't done enough. It's going to happen. done enough. It's go You're right, and there's more coming. But you just can't do it all at once. It is the long game. Well, the United States plays the long game. Right well, now, you know Iran and one, Russia are the desperate. One thing you can't do, you can't appease. You can't appease. You, you can't do it anymore. And this is what this president tries to do. He tries to appease and he tries to empower the Islamic revolutionary regime. I really don't. He's not empowering any revolutionary regime. Yes, he regime. is. He has refused to enforce sanctions on the... I talk about this all the time. And you're wrong. I'm, I'm, I listen I'm to you all the time, wrong. Jay, and you don't know what you're talking about. Charlie. And by the way, nobody on your show knows what they're talking about either, including, including, including Dr. Samanex that you have okay. on. Let me finish my thought. He has refused to enforce sanctions on Iranian oil sales that are flowing tens of billions of dollars into the regime's coffers, provided billions more in sanctuary relief, including the $6 billion. Uh, that, was, uh, that was beautiful, right? That mindset. The ransom payment made for the September hostage exchange. He also rescinded a lot of what the previous guy did, you know, the sanctions on his nuclear and weapons programs, and he let the embargoes uh, on the uh, Iranian missiles and those long-range drones lapse. So, you know what? There's a lot that could be done here. The fact of the matter is, again, when you appease, this is what happens. Jay, don't pretend you know. That's fact. I don't pretend that I know things that I don't know. Right now, you're pretending to know things you okay, don't this know. Is, this is, this is no, what, this I'm is, not, because this, their revenue stream is based on this, on oil sales, Charlie. That's how they're going about their business. This is what I know. Why right. haven't we strangulated them more? This That's is what, this question. is, listen, listen, listen. It's obvious, Jay, that Joe Biden is not the president that we need right now. That is obvious. I so disagree Where with did you. Where you get that, that, that is obvious. I mean, you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind, Republican, Democrat, dog or cat, to not understand that whatever you're saying about this administration is the truth. They are going, they are such a spineless 
um, uh, um, maybe the worst ever, by the way, that I've ever seen. Joe Biden and Camelia Harris, every time I, I, I watch them, I'm embarrassed for our country at this point. So I, I, I totally agree with you, Jay, on this. I do not agree with Charlie on this. Um, I do believe that, that, that leadership, leadership, leadership means something. And we have no leadership. And you know what? The world knows it, and they're taking advantage of us. Everybody is taking advantage of us. And you know what? Even our allies are sitting there going, hmm, you know what? Uh, uh, we, we have more leverage if we go this way. So right now, I don't like where we are. I hate where we are. I hate every time Joe Biden goes out there and gives one speech one day, and within 48 hours, he's giving a whole different speech. It is so bad for the country, it's not even funny. You know what? Israel is our ally, but maybe they're not. You know, I mean, this is basically, basically, there's a great article in the New York Times that basically said that that they believe that he's he's going to actually turn on Israel at some point, that he's going to completely. What what does that mean? Turn on Israel? Well, what does that mean? No, no. I want to know what you mean by turn on Israel. No, 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 no. It's not partially saying we're not giving any more money. It's not what I mean. If you if you you say that you're educated. I've read it. Yes. Yeah. You read. Right. You read. Well, stop reading and start watching. Okay. Okay. Stop reading and start watching. I'm going to because hold on. He's on every day. You can catch him almost every day saying something about this particular situation. Yes, we need to get, no, Israel needs to defend itself. No, you know what? You're right. They need to do this. No, they need to do that. Every single day, there's no leadership coming out of that White House that, hold on, that anybody respects. The word is respect. What is this? The China doesn't respect. Are we in the schoolyard? I'm Stephen? sorry. Go to your books then. Or maybe your Let books. Me. Maybe you should sit there and read a 3,000-page book and be the smartest guy in the room. Well, but you know listen. what? I'd rather be the smartest guy, okay, and get results. And Joe Biden is getting no results. Get no results and no respect. And this is why these regimes do what they do. It's a carbon copy of the Barack Obama days where he had financially bailed out the mullahs and legitimized their nuclear program and really kind of put them on a path to a bomb. I mean, that's a, that's a fact. That is a fact as far as what we are seeing right now. Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with both of you because I've, I, have, I have a lot of friends who are Israelis and they're on both sides of the. They're really on both sides of the coin. I have one friend, who is a radical right-wing Israeli, and he's like a, one of these West Bank Orthodox guys, and he's all for settlements and not recognizing anything well, with a two-state solution. And basically, he he talks about Palestinians like they're vermin, which they're not. Okay, and I'm I'm a Jewish guy. I'm a Zionist. I believe in the state of Israel, and I believe that there's only one way that that place is going to survive, and it's with a two-state solution. And the two-state two solution. Oh, stop it! Two sta- Charlie, Charlie, it sounds good. So it'll what are you going to do? With the, what do you do with What do you do with the West Bank? What do you do with everybody it'll on the West Bank? It'll never work though, because Israel will be the focal point of the vitriol from their surrounding areas. It'll and if you don't work. do it, and if you don't do it, what happens? Listen, you know, world opinion does count, you know. I understand. An American opinion does does count. But it's easy to say a two-state solution is the answer. It's not the answer. It really isn't. Then then what's the answer? The only thing I know is... Not a one-state solution. No. And not not throwing them out. 
Not throwing them off the West? What do you want to do? You want to kill three million people? What do you want to do, Jay? What Israel what are you doing them? has to do, what Israel has to do at this point in time, okay, is finish the job. Finish That's Gaza. That's Gaza. Let's talk about the West Bank. Has to finish up. I, I'm the, I don't what do you do with the? Th- what do you do with three million Palestinians or two and a half million Palestinians? I have, the, I have the answer for you. What? You know what the answer is? What? Simple. The Palestinians have been spineless during this whole process. They need to come out and say we are not a terrorist country. We want to work with Israel. And we want peace. Anybody who says that Hamas, they need to come out and say Hamas is the bad guy. Hamas is the bad guy. I haven't heard any of those, uh, the the Palestinian Authority, come out and say, you know what, they, you know what, they, they, you know what, they, uh, Hamas has screwed the Palestinians. For, for, and so for, for is Hezbollah, right. and so is uh, all these guys, all all on the and Iran. So is the PLO. Hold on, we already know where this this P game is going. But you ask for a solution. I'm giving you a solution. Palestine needs to join Israel. They need to join them and pledge that is their love. Stephen. That's it's as simple as that. Oh, Charlie, great. sometimes sometimes simple works. Yeah, but you know it's as simple as that. You know how you solve global warming? That's what I, I would say. That. Just make the global temperature go down by two degrees. Do that. It's easy. Just I could say it. It's not going to happen. Are you reading Al Gore books, by the way? Is that is that Stephen? Everybody knows what Al has Gore, to happen. Huh? It's the how, not the what. Okay, you gave us that. You gave us the what. Everybody knows the what, Stephen. It's a really simple thing. No, though. but that's what everybody says. This Here's is what the, has to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? That's how it happens. Okay. Here's the one thing, though, that Biden has made a lot of mistakes in all this thing. I mean, you're talking about restoring a lot of money in purported aid. To the Palestinian Authority, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency. And by the way, those were dollars that Trump cut back in the day, if you remember. Much of which, guess what? Flowed right into the Hamas-controlled areas of Gaza. So, you know, I mean, that is a fact as well. Well, I'm so glad. I'm glad that your facts. The, are not before my facts. we start writing checks and everything else, and you know, two-state solutions here, there, West Bank. Come on, we got to think again. We got to think again in in an actuality sense of things here. All right, we got we got two we got two we got two minutes for the report card. Charlie, right, what does Jay get for the month? F minus. There you go. Oh wow, he's back in the doghouse, huh? F minus. Jeff minus. That's Rudy. F minus. That's Rudy. That's Ali. F minus. That's Ali. What is that? What is an F minus? Jeez. There's no such. You know, me being here is like casting. Is like. It's like. It's like casting pearls among the swine. Jay, one imbecile. Jay, and an an apprentice doing anything right. Jay, nothing. Jay, an imbecile. Jay, I'm going to even out the score. Okay. Great month by you, honestly. Great, great month. He's a kiss um, ass. He's kissing your I ass. I am going to be kissing. Uh, you know, Charlie started uh, showing you the worst side of what an ass could be. I am going to show you what the God. best side of an ass could be. By the way. Okay? And, and great job with the round table. Great job. Way, great job with all those, all those guys. A plus. What do you want now? A plus. <laughs> what, do you, what did you say now? What did you say? I said I got this image. I'll never be able to escape today. Yeah, you Red can't unsee that, right? <laughs> Now, for a little little insight, uh, we have a little video in in the uh, we have a little video in the studio. Yeah, we actually taped it for we're you. Different. Yeah, we, we're we, gonna send we, it to you. We, taped, we gave uh, we we I taped uh, me mooning, me uh, me mooning Jay, and we showed it to him. He can say he's he he won't be the same for months. He's gonna oh. he's gonna need therapy. Yeah, you really will be. I Dude, think. that thing should be on Chiller Theater. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, hey, Jay, seriously, great job with the roundtable. Great job with all your guests. We love, I mean, I personally love, you know, the uh, head of the letters department, uh, Ed Romaine. And, uh, and, and, and Suffolk County is working beautiful, and, and attorney is great, your DA, and um, all the people that you have on, you know what, you're doing, you're doing great work. So keep it up. A-plus for you. And, of course, the Ali Schwartzy Sports Show, second to none yesterday. My phone blew up. It was great. And um, you know what? Nothing better than Smart Guys. Way, Smart Guys, the even, number one uh, show. Charlie learned a little something about sports. There you go. Yes, I said yeah, the, the, the baseball, hey, the listen. white one with the red stitcher. <laughs> Guys, great discussion. Great having you. Uh, All right. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. The great Charles, the great Steve, WalshineLegal.com, Stevie Green, everybody.com. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen.